in our family when Judy got saved. Yeah, it really was. And I'm sure glad. And I was glad I got in too, you know. I put everything on her, but some 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 part was meaner than the other part. So anyway, I'm glad. Well, I love you all this morning. Good to see you in Sunday school with your families sitting together. Praise the Lord for that. God bless you for it. I believe that's the way the Lord wants to see it. If you have your Bible with you this morning, would you open to the first book of your Bible, the book of Genesis, which is an easy book for you to find, and chapter 28, Genesis chapter 28. And in Sunday school this morning, I'd like you to look with me at the story concerning God's ladder. Now, some people call it Jacob's ladder. In fact, they have written a song about it. Maybe you've heard it about Jacob's ladder. But I want to correct that little thing. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ray. It was all right. It was all right. Oh, that's good. I like to do that. And just think tomorrow morning, Judy and I are going to fly away and leave it all behind. Yeah, next Sunday I'll think about George and Randy and have a good private chuckle and how we fixed them up again. Well, I know why God did it. They were probably going to call it Jacob's Ladder, weren't they? Yeah, that's about where it was. And the Lord said, you better jump in there this morning and straighten that out, get out. So I'm glad to do it. Well, I had my choice not knowing where they were even in the Bible, except I remember now last week, Brother Mickey, I was in the, Judy and I were in the teenage class, and I believe they were in the book of Genesis last week. Well, I promise not to tell you everything about it so that those guys can have a few things themselves. In Genesis 28 is that wonderful story about God's ladder. If you'll start looking in your Bible in verse 10 and follow me, I'll read just a little ways, enough to where we can begin to show you what God put on my heart for us this morning. Genesis 28 and 10. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. 
and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south, and in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place! This is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. And notice it's correct to call it God's ladder, for God stood at the top didn't he? God stood at the top of the ladder. Well, let's pray together today, and then we'll see what God would say to us. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for the precious folks in Sunday school this morning. I'm grateful for them. Thank you very, very much. We pray for the senior citizens class and for the college and career class and dear Lord, for each of them, Brother George, Brother Randy, and Brother Bryant, dear friends, good men of God, Lord, and they love their people. I hear and speak of them so often. And I'm glad to be here this morning. Now, give the folks an understanding and apply it to their heart. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, notice with me, First, to tie it to last week's class, last week we saw Jacob lie to his father Isaac at the prompting of his mother. She laid it all out, but Isaac went along with it, didn't he? And he lied to his dad. Because his brother Esau, his twin, uh, said that he was going to kill him as soon as uh, his daddy was dead, his mother said, you go on over to my land where I came from, to my father's house, and take you a wife over there. So he left home, and this is his first night out that the Bible records. And here he lay down on the ground to sleep that night. And first of all, I want to tell you, notice in your Bible that God was seeking Jacob. Jacob was not seeking God. God was seeking him. God sees the end from the beginning, the Bible said. God doesn't have to wait to come down here and see how this marriage of yours is going to come out. God knew exactly what it was all about right here. God sees the end from the beginning. So he watched Jacob leave home, and he watched Jacob lay down that night and take pillows and make him a place where he could sleep that night. And while he was asleep, the Bible said in verse 12, and he dreamed. Now remember, this is not because he stopped at Pizza Hut and ate pizza with pepperoni and hamburgers and onions 
and them little fish, whatever them things are called. <laughs> Ugly ain't the word for it. You can eat them things and they'll stay with you a week or two. Okay, amen. You'll be belching them and everybody else knows you ate them stinky little fish and you shouldn't have done it. It ain't that at all. Remember, the Bible was not yet written. Moses was not yet living, and Moses wrote the book of Genesis. And so in those days, according to Hebrews chapter 1, God did use things like a dream. God came, not like a dream you and I have, but God used dreams and visions in order to guide the people that he wanted to speak to. So it is God seeking Jacob. Jacob didn't lay down that night and say his prayers and say, Dear Lord, would you please visit me? His mind was not on God. But God's heart was on Jacob. So God gave him the dream that night about God's ladder set up on the earth. Its top reached into heaven and the Bible said in verse 13, And behold, the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, which is the highest name of God in the Old Testament, stood above it. Now sometime this morning we'll go over to the book of John and I'll show you it was the Lord Jesus Christ that stood above the ladder. Yes, Jesus, Jesus lived. It's still about 2,000, no, it's about 4,000 years, uh, two to 4,000 years before Christ will be born of a virgin. But he already lived. He was already in heaven. He has always been with God the Father. So he stood above him. And I want to begin this morning by saying to you, God was seeking Jacob. The Lord is always doing the seeking. You and I do not seek him. We're all wrapped up in ourselves and our problems and our troubles and our trials and all that everybody's doing wrong to us. We're all wrapped up in that. We're wrapped up, young people, with looking good, and I'm glad you are. Uh, praise the Lord that you do care, but you can get so uh, full of thoughts about the physical man, and many do, that they care little about the spiritual. But God loved Jacob. I know he was a liar, and I know he was a thief, and I know he cheated his brother twice. Have we not sinned? We have sinned, haven't we? We've not done all what Jacob have done, probably. Perhaps you've never lied. But we all have sinned. And Jacob was a sinner that God loved. Notice with me the words in your Bible in verse 13. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, notice what he said to him, 
I am the God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac. Now there was his father and his grandfather. And God said, I am their God. He said that to him. Did you notice he stopped there? He never said, and I'm your God, Jacob. Jacob, I am the God that you worship, that you love. I am that God. No, sir, he stopped with Isaac. You know that Abraham did know the Lord. And, and Isaac, his son, did too. But Jacob is like so many of us today. He only knew about him up here in his head. But he didn't know him in his heart. And God never made a difference in Jacob's life. So God is very careful. And uh, you know, he, he said in the New Testament, there would come a time when people who claim they know me will hear these words, Depart from me, ye cursed. I never knew you. So God is very careful. There's a lot of people claiming him today that he is not claiming. That if you'd say to him, Lord, truly am I one of yours, the Holy Ghost would have to grow silent or say very plainly, you know you're not. When Judy and I went to church in Granny's church for the first time, both of us had been baptized as babies, uh, christened, they call it. Both of us had gone to catechism classes. Both of us had taken First Communion and joined the church. You understand? And that's all we knew. We didn't know anything other than that. Our parents did what they knew to do. They had us christened. We had a little boy by that time. We had him christened. We didn't know anything else. And when the preacher opened the Bible and the conviction of the Holy Ghost began to come on me and Miss Judy, I don't know about her, but right away I told the Lord, wait, Lord, wait, wait, I've been baptized. Wait a minute, I've been baptized. I'm okay. You must have the wrong person. But he didn't. And he would not let me get peace about that. I told him I was a member of the church, and I was. I had a box of envelopes at home, and it had a real long number on it. I thought that was our number in heaven, all that, that real long number. But the Holy Ghost kept saying, you must be born again. Well, I knew we hadn't been born again. I knew I hadn't. I sure didn't think me and Judy had. So, so I knew. But he was seeking us. We weren't seeking him. You know why we went to church? To get Granny off our back. Granny wouldn't leave up. You promised me you'd go. When are you going to come? Now remember, you said you'd come, 
Now, when are you going to do it? Don't you think it's about time that you come? She wouldn't quit. So we went to get Granny off her back. But we got something worse. God got on our heart. Amen. God did. And you want to notice that. God said right off, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac. Now, does that mean that Jacob had never heard of the one true and living God? No. No, he had heard of him. He knew about him. He had watched his daddy worship, slay an animal, spill its blood, and offer it on the altar, and say to Jacob, Now this is a type of the Lord himself that's going to die for our sins. We're just saying by this little lamb or this goat that we believe God and that God will come and give his own blood so that all of us can be saved. He saw that, but he never did anything about it. The proof of that is, notice in verse 16, and Jacob awaked out of his sleep and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place. Notice there's an explanation point. Looks like a ball bat. Right after that word, place, there are not many of those in the Bible. And Jacob said, how dreadful is this place? Would he want to jump on God's ladder and go up to heaven? Man, no, he's scared to death down here on the ground. He wouldn't want to get any closer to God at the top, would he? He wouldn't want to go to heaven. He's afraid of God. He's scared that God, listen, if there is a living God, doesn't he know about my sins? He knows. It don't matter what I tell my mother, and she's in heaven, so I can't tell her nothing anymore. But it was always them other guys that got me in trouble. You too, Brian. There's always them other guys. Right? Right? It was them other guys. And Mom was like Sister George right there. She never believed me. She just whooped my hide anyhow. Even though I told her I was innocent. And the teachers just picked on me. I used all kinds of excuses. They know I don't have a daddy, so they just pick on me. But it didn't matter to Mom. She whooped me anyway. Say, what's a whooping? It's one degree below the electric chair. That's what a whooping is. Any of you ever have a whooping? Did you have a mama that did a good job? Oh, come on now. Them sweet little girls over there laid their hand. I can't believe that. Judy raised hers too. She don't even know what a whooping is. Mama knew how to give one. You remember how scared we were? Me and Judy were scared that day in the church house because the preacher kept laying it on 
it got to be 12 o'clock, and he kept right on going, man. I didn't know God stayed at church past 12 o'clock. I really didn't know that. I'd never been in church past 12 o'clock. Never in my whole life. We were scared. So was Jacob. Can you imagine dying like that? Going out into eternity and afraid to meet God because you're yet in your sins. In the words of the Bible, you died in your sins. They were never washed away in the blood. You died in your sins. So Jacob was frightened by it all, and God was looking for him. Hey, can I tell you this? God wasn't looking for him to kill him. God was looking for him to save him. God wasn't looking to send him to hell. God was wanting to be ready for heaven for one day Jacob does die, even as we're going to do. And we better be ready for that. You understand that? Say amen right there. And God is looking for you this morning. He's not your judge. He came not into the world to judge the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Now one day he will be the judge, won't he? God hath the Father hath committed all judgment unto the Son. The Son's going to be the judge. He was born of a woman. He lived in a human body on this earth. He, he knows what temptation is all about, even though he never yielded to it, never did give in to it. And some of you will try to say, well, God, you just don't understand what it's like down there on the earth. Hold it. Yes, he does. That excuse isn't going to fly. You know what I mean? It isn't going to float. You're not going to get away with it, is what I'm saying to you. All right? Come and let me show you the second thing. It was God's ladder. It was not Jacob's ladder. It said in verse 12, come back, maybe you hadn't read it. He dreamed to behold a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God. Of Abraham. He laid claim to the ladder, and it was God's ladder. The thing I want to emphasize to you it was sufficient. Did you ever go to do something and all you had was a single ladder and you needed a, a, an extension ladder? Ain't that what they call it, Brother Randy? Because that one ladder wouldn't reach. But God's ladder was set up on earth and reached all the way to heaven. Now that got Jacob right off. He looked at that ladder and he said, God's ladder is sufficient. See, listen. Jacob lived just shortly after the Tower of Babel. 
Remember after the flood, men said, we're going we're to fix God. Last time he drowned us all. But this time, we're going to build a tower that reaches all the way to heaven. And if God thinks he's going to drown us, he's going to have to drown heaven along with us. Even though God said, I'll never do that again. I'll never send rain. I'll never do it. Now, he is going to burn it up. But he's not going to drown anybody. Drowned us again. The, the big flood in New Orleans was bad on New Orleans. But you guys out here in Dallas, Texas, it didn't hurt you any, did it? But, but, but when the flood came, it was over all the earth. It got Dallas. It got New Orleans. It even got Buck's Pocket, Tennessee, where me and Judy are from. Oh, that you could be from the great metropolis of Buck's Pocket. If you ever get there, you'll just, you'll just stop by the side of the road and make that home. It's just like heaven there. Deer cross the road on the way to work. Poor people living in Dallas, I feel so sorry for you. Maybe you could get one of them New Orleans buses that are going back that way and you could all catch a ride and come to Buck's Pocket. I don't know what we'd do with you, but no, you better not do that. I'll be in trouble with Brother Mickey, you know. You remember they built that tower? Trouble is, we don't know how far they got it up. Maybe it's big already, like the Empire State Building. Judy and I were there last Thursday. Boy, when you stand at the bottom of the Empire State Building and look up, it's a long way up there. I don't know, maybe the tower was as tall as the Empire State Building already. And God said to the Lord Jesus and to the Holy Spirit, those men aren't going to quit until they think they can reach all the way up here. Let's go down and confuse their tongues. And he did. And some man said, no, no, no. He, he wanted mortar. And here come that big crane with that steel beam. And knocked them right off. Because <laughs> he couldn't understand him. And somebody else was calling us for the steel beam, and they sent him some electrical conduit. And by lunchtime, they said, this ain't going to work. Let's quit building this. God's against it. I want you to know Jacob was raised with that story. It was like me. I, I was raised with the story of the Titanic because my mama was born just after the story of the Titanic. And, and her daddy and mama talked about it constantly. Well, Jacob's parents talked about the tower. And Jacob knew it didn't reach heaven. It's kind of like talking about a Baptist ladder. Baptist ladder ain't going to reach. It's, it's resting on the earth. 
But it's not going to reach to heaven, is it? Nor is the Methodist ladder or the Catholic ladder or the Episcopalian ladder or the Presbyterian ladder or the Pentecostal ladder. Are you looking at me? I'm looking at you. Somebody go around saying, <laughs> I'm a Baptist. Well, I wouldn't try to climb that ladder to get to heaven. Can you imagine getting up about the hundredth floor and the Baptist ladder ends there? Ain't nothing to do but fall off. And if you fall off, you're going to make a big splash when you land in hell. You listening? And Jacob looked at that and said, that ladder goes all the way to heaven. That's the ladder I need to be on. That's it. You know, Judy and I thought the Lutheran ladder, the Dutch reform ladder, our folks come over from Europe. Last Thursday, we were at the Statue of Liberty and Ellis Island. I, I wanted to see it. I wanted to show it to Judy. We were in New Jersey. So we took the day and went up there to see it. I tried to find my ancestors when they came through Ellis Island. My great-grandfather was five years old when he came through, and he lived to be almost a hundred years of age. But the records don't go back that far, and we couldn't find our forefathers when they came through Ellis Island. Well, uh, you know, Jacob, he was impressed about that ladder. And when Judy and I went to Granny's church and all they preached unto us was Jesus. He was great enough to save you last night, Jason, and your wife too. Hallelujah. Sure he was. Now if you'd have said, I'm going to be a Baptist, which if you ain't, you ought to be ashamed. But if you won't, it ain't the way to heaven. Well, I've been baptized. I already tried that. And God said, that ladder don't reach up to here. You see that? The blood of Christ cleanseth us from all sins. You see that? And God made it clear to Jacob that day. It's my ladder you want, Jacob. It's don't let anybody fool you. It ain't the Boy Scout ladder. It ain't the neuter the dogs ladder. You know them people on TV. Don't forget to have your dog neuter. If I was his dog, I'd bite the snot out of him. You know that? I'd wait till he's asleep and chew his ear off the side of his head. You listening to me? Everybody's got a ladder. Knights of Columbus, the Masonic Lodge, the Mooses, the Gooses, the Polka Dotted Ducks, 
Does it the bugle and the elves? Yes, yes, and feminists have their own ladder. There ain't nobody on it but us women. Must be awful crowded when you get up about the 80th floor and everybody starts bunching up up there trying not to fall off the other side. There ain't but one ladder goes to the top. That's why we call it God's ladder, not Jacob's ladder. You ready? Come and let's learn a third thing about it too. Here it is. This is a most special ladder, God's ladder is. It's a most special, very, very special. Notice in your Bible in verse 12 again. And he dreamed, behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And notice this, and behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. Now, we ain't talking about a little ladder like this that you climb up. We're talking about a, a wide staircase. A ladder that is a beautiful, beautiful staircase that touches earth and finishes in heaven. If you'd come down here right at the base, you'd have saw this sign, angels only. There was not a man on it, nor a young lady. There was nobody on it. Can I tell you the funeral Brother Mickey and some of us, Randy, went to yesterday, Brother Duckett, he didn't spend the night on about the 135th stair breathing deep saying, I guess I'll sleep here and go on tomorrow. There's no men climbing it. No men. Would he say, Brother Ron, I want to go to heaven, and I trusted Christ. How am I going to go there? Did you see the angels ascending and descending? Some were going up. Some were coming down. Come in the New Testament to Luke chapter 16. There's not a man on the ladder. Say, Brother Ron, I'm not going to have to climb it. No, sir, Judy either. And Judy can't climb stairs. She can't breathe. Well, I'd have to pump her chest. I'd have to go along with her and just pump her chest, move her arms up and down, blow up her or in her ear, wherever it is. You, you know, blowing your ear, it seems like it helps you if you want to blow in your ear, so... I only do that because a lot of you folks said, I feel so sorry for Miss Judy. Well, what about feeling sorry for me? <laughs> Hurry up to Luke 16 so you get the answer to it. In Luke 16, beginning in 19, verse 19, that rich man and the beggar died. Now look in verse 20. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores. And desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, 
Moreover, the dogs came and licked his shores and came to pass that the beggar died. What's it say right here? And was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. You know why there aren't any men on the ladder, ladies either? Because only saved people go there. And you know how they go there? Angels carried them into Abraham's bosom. Hey, how many of you would say, I believe that's going first class? <laughs> Woo! First class. Two angels came down there, and there was that beggar, and he's taking his last breath. And when he took his last breath, he, he could see them. He couldn't see them with these physical eyes because these physical eyes can only see things that you can touch. But when he died, his eyes of his soul could see spiritual beings. And they said, good, ready to go. It's just about supper time at home, and you won't have to eat crumbs tonight. Glory! Well, some of you ought to get a grin on your face, and the only reason you ain't, you lost as a goat. And you better get saved today. Are you listening to me? You ain't climbing up Jacob's ladder. The angels use it. What about that? If me and Judy go together, it'll take four and a half angels to get us up there. But it'll be a lot of fun saying, Hey, wifey, ain't this something? And we didn't even need a seatbelt. And do you know they won't serve peanuts on the way up? Pretzels? No, sir. Man, indeed. You can try the Baptist ladder if you want. Or you can go God's ladder by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. And now shall be saved. Let's pray just a minute by your heads and